Hello, and welcome to The Average Joe Show, a show about all the average people and their not-so-average stories. I am Joe Wykink, your host, and today on the show, we have Paul. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you had a pretty big life moment this month. Yeah, I graduated uh, from college in, in uh, I had my undergraduate bachelor of science in mechanical engineering. Whoa. So. Uh, That's exciting. Is that yeah. hard? Um, no, not necessarily. I think the hard part was uh, kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm. With my life, was that I something think, that was like starting when you declared? Like, did you have mechanical engineering declared like right from the get go, or was that something you figured out later on? Um, I had I had had mechanical engineering uh, from the beginning, but it wasn't. Um, I had it from, gosh, even before I got to high school. It was kind of just. Um, you know, something that my parents really had said, oh, this will be a great field for you to get into. You should uh, take classes uh, for it because, you know, you're good in math and good in science. And I said, yeah, um, you know, that sounds good. And um, just went into, uh, you know, kind of the STEM field in high school. They had, you know, a couple programs and stuff, and I just kind of continued on from there. Hmm. So you kind of felt like the path was pretty much laid out for you pretty early on, and you just kind of stuck with it then? Um, sure, yeah. Hmm. I didn't really see it as a path, I suppose. Hmm. It was more of just, uh, you know, this is what you do you go to school and you get an education and um you know wasn't really thinking about the the real world when i was you know a freshman in in high school it yeah. wasn't on my radar <laughs> yeah like who, what kind of lifelong career is on a freshman in high school's mind you know what yeah, yeah it, it wasn't anything that i was thinking about right so uh how did that affect you going into college like because it seemed like it was pretty laid out but then start the whole idea of like oh, i don't know what i want to do even though you kind of knew what you wanted to do I yeah i mean i had a general interest like um you know my dad uh was really um kind of stirred my interest in uh aviation and uh he took us a lot of times to uh, the Dayton Air Show and Dayton Air Museum um, and events like that where, um, you know, and he just was talking to me about, you know, oh, this plane does this and, um, you know, uh, talking to me about the Air Force and, um, yeah, it just kind of sparked my interest, general interest for those things. And so when it come time for me to go to college, that's kind of where I wanted to put my focus was on aerospace engineering. And so uh, the program that I went into was mechanical engineering with 
a concentration in aerospace engineering. Hmm. From conversations that we've had, you went to a couple different schools. Yeah, so um, I first went to uh, a private Catholic school where um, I went because it was close to my grandparents and uh, it was a beautiful school and I loved it from, you know, the time that I had spent there, uh, you know, in college visits and stuff. Um, I just wasn't, like like I said before, it wasn't on my radar really what I wanted to do with my life yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was still very young and very uh, focused more on, um, you know, having a social life mm. than, uh, you know, having an academic one. <laughs> right. So how did that uh, play out at this at your at this private Catholic school, um, well, I just like I said, I I just wasn't focused. I mean, I I um, went to class and enjoyed my classes and learned a lot, and um, you know, was something that I wanted to continue keep doing, but when it came time to put the time in out of class, you know, on, on homework and things, I just, uh, wasn't interested. And back in high school, I didn't have to, I didn't have to do homework. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't required. I mean, sure. They, you know, you have to turn this assignment in and this assignment in, but I, I could, scrape by in high school and not do anything and still get, you know, A's and B's and keep my parents happy. And so that's what I did. And then when I got to college, it was a whole different ball game as far as, uh, you know, the amount of workload that uh, was required. So do you see that caught you off guard a little bit or were you just like, ah, I don't care. It's just, this is what it's going to be. Um, yeah, it caught me off guard. Um, again, it was it was more m- mostly from like a like I said a, a lack of motivation, and um, you know not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do yet. I was more focused on you know my friend group and the people that I was hanging out with and. Um, you know, being somebody to them, to the immediate people around me, instead of uh, being somebody in a much greater sense, <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, like, explain that a little bit more. Like, what do you mean by like being somebody? Um, how did that manifest itself? Like, what? Yeah. Um. I don't really know. I think that's just kind of ingrained in everybody. At least for me, it it is. It's just you you have this um, inner desire to 
be important to somebody somewhere. Um, so that desire to be important among your friend group at school took precedence over this vague idea of what you wanted to do. And yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I think generally speaking, yes. So what happened? Well, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I wasn't motivated and, um, the way that I was going wasn't sustainable. (laughs) And, um, so I left school and moved back home with my parents. What was that experience like? Um, again, it was just what I was doing. It was just the next step. It was, it was kind of weird. Like it was, it's hard to describe. It's not, um, you're just kind of going through the motions at that point. Yeah. It just, um, I mean, obviously I was upset, you know, um, and, uh, you know, maybe I was a little bit hard on myself. Uh, but you know, I had people counting on me and I, and, um, you know, my family, and again, it was kind of a um, sort of a crisis of identity because once I once I moved back in with my parents, uh, I didn't have that social structure or social you know friend group anymore, and it didn't necessarily matter about what they thought of me mm-hmm. anymore, right? Because they're not around. Right. It was more important as to what my parents thought of me, and then it became. Uh, challenging for me to accept. Challenging for you to accept like what your parents thought of you? Um, well, not what my parents thought of me. I mean, just uh, it came became hard for me to accept who I was. You know, it, it became hard for me to accept... Um, what I had done to my parents. I mean, I you know, they put all of this time and money and energy into me (laughs) at getting me to, you know, a good school. And, um, you know, I, I I just felt like I let them, let them down. And I I felt like I let a lot of people down Mm. and, uh, yeah, I just wasn't happy with myself. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So how'd you get out of that? Like that identity crisis? Um, I'm sure it wasn't like one of those things that just happened overnight. No, it wasn't seamless. I mean, you know, like I said, my dad uh, was encouraging me to go into the Air Force. Um, And so uh, that's what I did. I I went to a recruiter and he said, hey, you got to lose 20 pounds and... uh, (laughs) then we can talk and I said okay and I lost 20 pounds and you know started working out and started kind of getting um you know at the basis level you know my self-confidence back Mm -hmm. um and then I kind of started to build um this hypothetical you know identity around uh being a service member and um 
you know, and I had a, always have had a deep love for country, America. And, um, you know, I was willing, ready and able to do that. Um, but then my mom had, um, kind of put on me again, the importance of an education and an importance in going to school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I decided to go back um, and continue my education in mechanical engineering. Uh, but I guess your question, the identity crisis, it was um, what really changed my attitude was, um, I don't know, just one night... I was dry, I was going back and forth between uh, seeing a girl at another school and staying, like I said, back at back at home, and in going from home to visiting her, I would catch there was nothing on the radio. It was terrible. There's nothing out that way, and uh, but but the only thing on was like. Um, Christian stations like Christian uh, music and uh, rock um, and I just started listening to it because you know it had a, a good sound and I didn't really think anything other than that and I to listen to. yeah and I uh, downloaded a few albums off of iTunes because my family had given me iTunes gift cards and I don't know what you do with iTunes gift cards besides that. Other than my uh, random albums. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then I just started listening to those and, um, you know, the messages that those songs spoke to me. Um, Artist Mercy Me uh, was a big one. Um, that I had a couple of their albums. Um, but like I said, the message just really spoke to me. And, uh, you know, I, I started to find a new identity in uh, this idea that, you know, there could be a, a God that um, orchestrated and planned and designed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I started to examine my life as a whole, you know, where I started and where I was at then. Um, and kind of look at the bigger picture and say, you know, look at the people that I had come into contact with and that I had um, had an impact on, for better or worse. Um, and I just started looking at everything positively instead of negatively Hmm. um and yeah just through those messages what were some of those messages that uh were like that stood out to you um that's a pretty big shift going from like oh i'm thinking things in the negative to thinking about things in the positive 
Well, like I said, I mean, that there is a God. There, there is a God that, um, you know, designed you and has a plan for your life. Um, and with, with that, um, if you start to believe that and start to, to find, to be, like I said, believe that, to, to believe that that is a fact, then you start to look positively upon every situation that you come into contact with. You, um, you think, you know, I'm here for a reason. Mm. Um, what is my role and how can I, how can I make an impact on this situation that I'm currently in, Mm. uh, for the better, you know, not, not necessarily for me, but for, like I said, the people around me. And I think, I think that kind of ties in where I started is, you know, I, I kind of started with a desire to, um, have an impact on people, Mm. you know, be something to the people around me. But, uh, I think it was all for selfish gains rather than, um, you know, doing some good in the other person's life, Mm. you know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So was that like a hard transition to like, cause you didn't come from a religious background at all, did you? No, not really. I mean, we went to church, you know, um, every once in a while and, um, it wasn't really something that was really talked about. Um, my grandma talked about it with me when I was young, when I was maybe nine or 10, 10, 11, I don't know. But I mean, you don't, you don't really think about it again. Well, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was just, uh, like I said, you know, when you're young, you have no idea. Right. You have no idea what you're doing. You're just, you're doing what everybody else is telling you to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, before you start coming up with your own ideas. <laughs> but that's what, that's that's the problem is once you start coming up with your own ideas, you think that you're smart. You think mm-hmm. you know something. And then uh, that's when you start making mistakes. Yeah, so getting yourself into trouble. Yeah, yeah, so... So then what happened? After that, I, um, you know, transferred to a new school and, like I said, continued my education. Uh, met up with you. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, Paul and I actually go pretty far back. Yeah. Back to the uh, fourth grade. Yeah, back... Well, you, you, you're fourth grade. Me, I started there in third grade yeah. and then... We met in fourth grade. Yeah, we both kind of went to the same elementary school with yeah. no uh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> so we naturally became friends. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, so we met up. Yeah, at um, yeah the new school. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, from there, you know, you had kind of expressed, you know, your beliefs as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, we just had a conversation about it and um, got me 
plugged in with, you know, a couple of really good guys and um, kept my focus on, like I said, the positive. Mm-hmm. Staying um, in social circles that believed in the good for of people rather than uh you know negative experiences or negative uh you know negative people mm. i don't know like self serving and uh well i mean i, I think negative negativity comes in all different forms um I think maybe that's just one of them. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you surround yourself with negativity, you're going to be a negative person. If you surround yourself with positive uh, people, then um, you're more likely to be positive. It's it's like that old saying where it's like it's so much easier to drag somebody down than it is to lift a bunch of people up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just... It's all really about, um, like I said, do you want to make a positive impact on people or do you want to make a negative impact on people? Mm -hmm. If you want to be positive, and generally most people do, right? Yeah. (laughs) Most people don't want to be negative. Right. Um, Then, you know, once you realize that, oh, I might actually be a negative person, you know, it's kind of about committing yourself to a change. Yeah. What did it take for you to realize that in, your, in yourself? That I was negative? Yeah. Because I feel like that's like a very difficult thing for someone to, to kind of have that self-awareness to, like, yeah, I'm a negative person or I'm having a very negative impact on uh, the people around me. So what did it take for you to realize that? Well, it was, it was uh, failing out of school was definitely a big one. Of course. Mm. But more so, like I said, it was in my relationships with people. Mm. You know, it was, um, you know, when you start to see themes in, you know, your relationship with, uh, you know, your parents or with your friends or with girlfriends or, you know, um, I don't know, when you start to see themes when you when you say, oh, um, I'm having this problem with this person, but I'm also having that same problem with this person. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Come to think of it, now I'm having that problem with this person. You start to realize, well, maybe the problem isn't with those people. <laughs> maybe, maybe the problem is with me. Um, mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I think it was just, like I said, just coming to... I think a lot of it was coming to age, you know what I mean? I I was growing up and, you know, like I said, you're able to um, discern for yourself, um, you know, experiences and, yeah, I don't know. No, I think that's all really well said. Yeah, well. So going back a little bit, you've talked a lot about your parents Sure. Um, what's your relationship with your parents like? Was that was like a weird thing when, you know, you don't really come from a 
like you, an occasional church-going family, and now they're like, oh, I really believe in God, and I want to live my life this way. Was it like a weird... Hmm. It was just kind of like, okay. It wasn't, um, you know, further discussed or, uh, you know, talked about at all. It was just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So you'd say you have a pretty positive, rela- good, positive <laughs> relationship with your, with your parents? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, uh, it's not always that way. I mean, your parents are, uh, your parents. I mean, it's not always, Mm -hmm. it's not always positive. It's not always negative. You know, um, you know, there are seasons of life where you can think, that everything is negative and negative and negative. But looking back on it, um, you know, especially when I was younger, uh, they did a lot for me that was positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you get some examples about like some Well, like I said, I mean, for example, you know, like I said, back when I was young, they were like, oh, you should go into mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I was just, I was negative, And I was like, why? Um, you know, I'll just, you know, uh, they always make me do things that I don't want to do and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, you know, as a kid. But, you know, now I can't be thankful enough because um, now I have a degree where, you know, I can really provide for myself and really make an impact on uh, society in general. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think there are a lot of issues in the world that can be solved with engineering. I mean, that's what engineering is, is solving problems. And so, you know, because of that, you know, because that my parents pushed me that way, uh, you know, I have that experience. And I think that that's just one example. Um, But, you know, I could come up with a whole bunch, I I think, if I really sat and thought about it. It's great talking to you, Paul. Sure. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for, again, for coming on the show. First episode. Yeah, yeah. Glad to do it. So... For a reminder, our guest today was my old friend Paul. Yep. For more information about the show, just look at the description on the channel or follow the channel on Instagram. If you would like to be on the show, just follow the link down below. And please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you like the show, be sure to tell your friends, family, whoever, all about it. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.